You're listening to the Corporate Expat Experience. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And for those who are new to the podcast, thank you for joining today. The Corporate Expat Experience is all about sharing insights and people's stories about their transition from employee life to entrepreneur world. And I really believe that if you are at the point in your journey where you're thinking about making a change, it's really good to have that view of what it might look like to make that change, what it might look like as you make the transition or on the other side in entrepreneur world. And for those who have already made that change, it's a really great opportunity to hear other people's stories, to know that you're not alone, and um, to gain some new insights and new wisdoms into what it looks like in this entrepreneurial world. So today I'm very excited to share my guest, Susanna Morgan, with you. Um, Susanna and I have had such great, rich conversations about entrepreneur life, and I definitely was excited to have her, and we've been trying to get this scheduled for a while, so I'm really happy that we're finally having this conversation. Susanna, welcome to the Corporate Expat Experience podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, thank you. And I'm excited to have you here. Obviously, this is going to be a fun conversation. So Susanna, please introduce yourself. Uh, sure. So my name is Susanna Morgan. Uh, I am an art advisor and artist coach uh, with my company, SKM Art Advising. We're based in Austin, Texas, but we work uh, nationwide. And before I started my company in 2018, I was a project manager for a commercial art consulting company, also based here in Austin. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Really fascinating. So tell me a little bit about what you were doing as an employee. Let's talk about that. Sure. So I was a project manager and what that role entailed was working with, you know, working on up to 20 to 25 projects at a time. So it was a lot of, a lot of work, projects of different sizes and scopes, uh, worked with a lot of interesting companies from, you know, financial companies to multifamily uh, developers. Um, and my role was to identify research and then implement art acquisitions for these companies. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. It was really fun. It did. So what led you to decide to go out on your own? Well, honestly, my husband uh, started his company a few years before I did, and I was watching him, you know, work from home every day, and I would have to get up and go to work at my job that was very stressful, and and I at first was thinking, well, I could never do that. He's, he's lucky he can do that, and then I started thinking, well, why can't I do that? <laughs> Maybe I should do that, and then it, you know, kind of progressed from there. Isn't it interesting when we ask ourselves those questions, we start off with the mindset of, oh, I can't do that. And I've heard that from so many people over the years. I mean, I did it myself, right? And then when we change the question and ask ourselves, what if I could do that, right? It's so interesting what comes about in your case, a total change. Complete change. Yeah. So I was working with, you know, corporations previously, and now I work with um, individuals and private collectors and artists. So it's much more of a one-on-one face-to-face uh, personalized kind of process, which I enjoy. That was something that I felt was missing in what I was doing before. 
That's really interesting. So whenever you kind of decided, well, maybe this is something I can do, or you started maybe exploring that, how, what was your kind of thought behind that transition? You mm-hmm. know, did you come up with a X amount of months plan or a year plan or whatever? And, and how did you kind of roll into what you're doing? I wish I had had a plan. I did not. I think one of your previous guests also said that, like, I wish I had a plan, but I definitely didn't. Um, it was something that happened organically. You know, I had been talking to my husband about it and um, we were saying, well, maybe, you know, in uh, next year, this would be a good thing to do. Um, and at the time I was really burnt out with the amount of work that I was doing. Just the volume of work was, was not sustainable. And I was not, I was not in a good headspace. And I was just exhausted. And um, I was having conversations with my boss. She had set me up with a coach, you know, to try and like get me through it, you know, and she, my boss was wonderful. I loved working for her. Um, but we had a conversation one day and she had asked me, well, what do you, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, the only, the only thing that was in my mind was, I think I'm done. I think it's time for me to, and that was the only thing that I could say to her. And thankfully we had that kind of relationship where I could say that to her. Um, and I think she was surprised and I was surprised when I said it, uh, cause it was a little, you know, a little in advance of when we had planned for me to leave, but, um, you know, she understood and I stayed and helped them hire my replacement and, you know, handed off my projects to her. Cause I had a big project at the time that was huge. It was, it was one of the biggest projects we had had in the company. So I was able to hand that off to her in a, in a efficient way and a way that was going to be manageable for her. So I stayed on for an extra three months after I said that I was going to be leaving. So that was how I exited. That's so amazing, you know, that you just kind of came up with that and it was like, it's time, I'm done, it's time. That was the only thing that was in my mind. Like there was no, there was nothing else, but just that phrase, I think I'm done. So you made that decision and that's a huge thing, right? To make that decision. And then you started taking the action towards that by helping for that transition with your company, leaving gracefully, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, absolutely. That was really important. I didn't want to burn any bridges. I wanted to leave with a good relationship. Oh, that's so good. And, And I think that's so important too, right? Because it makes us feel better all around about our transition, but it also helps keep those good, positive relationships. Did you at that time start as you were kind of leaving and transitioning out? Did you start transitioning into the new world of entrepreneurship at that same time or did you break? Yes. So I had been transitioning. I had started my company in May of 2018 and I left in August of 2018. So I had already started the process and had um, had a client Um, so it was not quite as terrifying as not having any clients, you know, so it was a little bit of a softer landing, but I did it intentionally. So I didn't want to add too much work on right off the bat. I wanted to give myself two weeks to just take a break and then, you know, pick up in earnest with the, with the new company. That sounds like such a great plan. It's such a great transition plan on both sides, right? Mm -hmm. Has your business changed since you started? Yes, drastically. I think so many people are surprised by that. I know it's very much the same for me and so many people that I talk with. And I think a lot of people are scared. What if I get it wrong in the beginning? They think they can't change or transition or pivot when needed. So talk a little bit about that. How has your business changed since you started? Sure. So when I first started the company, my focus was 
solely on working with individual collectors to acquire artwork. So I had no interest or really awareness of artist coaching. I had always um, loved working with artists and talking to artists and answering their questions if needed. And, um, you know, I don't even remember how the artist coaching came about. It was just, it happened so organically. I think somebody, an artist asked me, you know, would this be something, could you help me with this? And I was, yes, I can, and I'll charge you this fee. And um, so it just developed from there. And this year brought in almost as much revenue as the art collecting side, um, which is shocking to me, just shocking. I had no idea. And it's, and it's been something that I've been thinking really intentionally about leaning into more as, you know, do I want to devote more of my energy to this um, as opposed to the um, collecting side? And I haven't quite made my ultimate decision on that, but, you know, trying to find a way to expand it even more. I love that because also you are taking charge. And even though that was something that wasn't obvious to you in the beginning, entertaining that opportunity, trying it out and seeing, and now you have an opportunity to really say, is this something I want to continue? Do I want to grow it? You're taking charge of how you want your business to be. I love that. Yeah. And really paying attention to these opportunities that do come up because you know, it, it could be something that you hadn't thought of and that it, it does end up to be really fruitful, you know, and profitable for your company. It's probably something you enjoy doing too. I do enjoy it. And I always, whenever I, you know, a, a meeting, a coaching meeting with an artist, I feel good about the work that I'm doing. And that's something I've been thinking about so much is how do I feel when I'm doing the work that I'm doing? You know, because I think that's one of the big reasons that we start businesses, because we didn't like the way we were feeling when we were doing our previous job. So, you know, how do I want to feel? And anytime I feel good, I feel, you know, expansive, I feel fulfilled or empowered. I like make a note of that in my head or even on a piece of paper so that I remember that for next time and try to replicate how I got to that feeling. Because I feel like that's a barometer of what's maybe the right decision or a good you know, direction to go in. That is such a good tip. I am <laughs> going to take that for myself. Thank you very much. That is so important to stay in check with yourself. And I think that's a, one thing that a lot of entrepreneurs do is they keep doing something and they're like, this is not making me happy anymore. I mean, there's always going to be certain things that we have to do. Sure. That we're not exactly thrilled about doing on a regular basis. The work that we're doing we need to feel connected to. I love that exercise. I think that's such a powerful one. What else do you love about being an entrepreneur? I love that every day is different. While, you know, I do have my routine, there are things that come up that, you know, are just um, something that I hadn't anticipated. Um, I love being the one who makes the decisions <laughs> about everything. I like being responsible for the ultimate success of the business. It makes me feel really good when things do well. Of course, when things don't do well, then it's the, it's the opposite direction, but I love that feeling of like, I've accomplished something and I didn't get that same kind of feeling of accomplishment before. And going back to what you just said about when things don't go well, that's a good time to refer back to those notes that you just suggest yes. that assignment, right. And that exercise to be able to go back to those, to remember what does light you up about what you're doing. And there's going to be some times that aren't, you know, the up and down roller coaster of being an entrepreneur, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I loved that um, a couple of episodes ago, there was a woman who was talking about at one o'clock, you feel great at three o'clock. It's awful. And it's so true. It's so true. So true. And it's definitely part of the journey. And, you know, as I'm, I'm writing a book right now, as you know, about the stages of being a corporate expat, you know, it's interesting because we, we started to realize that within a certain stage, after you've made that leap over, there are phases such as the honeymoon phase. Everything's amazing. This is so wonderful. I'm in this new place. I get to do what I want. And then you have the phase of, oh God, what have I done? Like I left, you know, a great job. I did all this stuff. And it's so funny because you can literally have those in the same day, the, the phases. It's just part of the journey. Are there some things that you are not crazy about being an entrepreneur? Um, accounting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my favorite. I think that's for most people that I know are like, oh, this is not my favorite. It's not. Money is stressful, I think, all around. So yeah, that's definitely not my favorite. But I would say maybe that's the only thing I don't enjoy everything else. For the most part, I enjoy, you know, they're challenging and sometimes difficult, but I enjoy them. There's there's a lot of aspects of it that I, that I do enjoy. Are there things that you miss maybe about being an employee? The team, 100%. I miss the team, um, especially with what I do. For example, when I'm working with a collector, And we've had our first meeting, we've had our discovery call and our kickoff. And I have this list of what they want, you know, as far as their artwork goes and what their, what their wish list is. So it's my job to go in and research and have ideas and find artists that fit that bill. And it can be challenging sometimes to be sitting by myself, trying to come up with new ideas and not have somebody to bounce those ideas off of. That's really hard. So I definitely miss having someone on the team to help pick up the slack when my brain is just like, I can't. I know what you mean about that. Have you done anything to help kind of with that thing that you missed to kind of fill that need? Yeah, I've started, you know, in in, during COVID, it's difficult to see people a lot, you know, and to have that sense of community or sense of team. But I do, I have started building a group of people that are in my ecosystem that I can text or call and, and ask them, have you seen any good art lately that I haven't seen? Do you have any ideas? Um, And they'll get back to me, Um, even though they're not on my team or employees or anything like that. They are people that that I can bounce ideas off of. Um, And I think that's, it's really important. So you kind of made your own team. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think that that group, your tribe is one of those things that helps fill that, that longing or that void that we might have leaving the corporate world. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's definitely community, you know, when you're sitting by yourself in your office, in your house, you know, it can be very isolating. And I think 2020 was my second full year in business. And so that was compounded on top of that already kind of feeling isolated. And then there was nowhere to go. Um, You know, so that's been really, really interesting. But my, my thought is, well, if my business and I can handle COVID in the second full year in business, I think we're going to be fine. Like we can handle anything. Absolutely. I love that. That's a good message for all of us. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So Susanna, what are some things that you wish you had known earlier as an entrepreneur? I've been thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask me. Um, And something that I wish I knew is something that I've been figuring out lately is this concept of ease versus easy. So we're talking about how sometimes there's things that we don't want to do or we don't like doing, 
and that barometer of like, how do I feel about certain things that, I, that I'm doing in my business? Everything that I should be doing should be done with ease. That's not to say that they're not going to be difficult or, or challenging, but it should be done with ease. And I shouldn't feel like I'm, you know, trying to push something up a mountain that doesn't want to go up the mountain. And so I think, I wish I knew the difference earlier between, you know, doing something that's difficult with ease, as opposed to just doing something that's hard because it's not right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. That is so good. And it's something that we definitely need to think more about. Mm -hmm. I think we also make things more difficult on ourselves. Yes. My grandfather used to say that business is simple. People make it difficult. Business is easy. People make it difficult or they can make it difficult. That's really along the lines of what you're saying. Absolutely. It's just another way of saying it, you know, is that I really like the idea of ease. And that's one of the big things that I'm focusing on going into 2020 is that I'm going to work with ease uh, and it's going to be expansive. Uh, those are the, the the two big words for 2022. Yeah. I was just going to say, are those your words of the year? Because yes. those are really great ones. I love yes. that. And they make me excited, you know, like that thinking about a year with ease and expansiveness, that's motivating. That really is motivating. I'm motivated for you and for myself awesome. now because I'm thinking about those <laughs> words and I'm like, they yeah. resonate mm-hmm. so deeply, um, especially as an entrepreneur, right? Because it is a challenging environment. It's a new world that we're in. How can we make the journey? How do we go through that journey with ease? That's really profound. And I really love that you shared that. Are there any other lessons that or any other things that you wish you had done earlier? Yeah, I wish that I had gotten on a completely different kind of thing, uh, my standard operating procedures down earlier and gotten my head around those because that would have made my life a lot easier in the first couple of years. Um, Even though it's just me, you know, having those written down so I know, you know, okay, what do I do next? Because sometimes I get confused on on what I'm doing next and have something to refer back to, you know, makes life easier and you're preparing for future employees, you know, if that ever, if we ever get to that. Um, So I would have started those earlier. That's a good one because I've always been a big proponent of building a strong foundation. And when we're going at it alone, we kind of think, oh, I know that. Okay. Now I just did that. I'm probably not going to have to do it again. And then all of a sudden you find yourself having to do it again. And you're like, great. Now I have to spend an hour again, figuring out how to, and you've made your life harder. Exactly. So that's great because that goes back to your theme of ease. So by building those, writing out and creating those um, standards early on, you're contributing to the ease factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, it's all connected. It's all connected. I love that. So let's see. We have talked about some great things here and there's so many things that I'm thinking of that you, I mean, so much wisdom and guidance here. But any final words of wisdom, amazement, I like to say, um, to share with our listeners? Words of wisdom. I think, you know, just to be open to change. So going back to your original, you know, question where we talked about, you know, how, how my business has changed, being open to artist coaching being a major part of my business was something that I really had to work on because I wasn't prepared for it to be that big of a part of my business. and. Um, it was, it was a lot of work to like get my mind around that kind of change. So being open to the possibility of your business changing, I think is really important. 
Oh, that's so good. And again, I think that's a struggle that so many people have. They think they have to get it right from the get-go mm-hmm. or yeah. before they make that leap. And actually, I think being prepared that it is going to change and evolve makes it a little bit yeah. easier. Yeah, expecting it to change. It's not going to be the same and you're not going to be the same as a person either. So um, in, instead of trying to make it stay the same, or trying to fit yourself into what you used to, to do or you used to be, you know, is, is just, just being open to change. And that's, that's just the way that it goes. I love that. So mm-hmm. much great wisdom here. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate all of this. Yeah. And so Susanna, where can people find you? Sure. So I'm, um, I'm on Instagram at SKM Art Advising. Uh, and my website is www.skmartadvising.com. Um, and, uh, if anyone is interested in learning more about the artist coaching, if there are any artists listening who are uh, interested in finding out more, you can send me an email at Susanna, S-U-S-A-N-N-A-H at skmartadvising.com. And any collectors who are interested, art collectors who are interested in purchasing artwork or learning about the art world um, can also email me at that same email address. You know, I used to work with with large corporations with artwork, but even for small companies and for people who work from their home offices, you know, we both have artwork behind us. And it's 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 a big part of just like big corporations show their identity and their their values and their culture through the artwork and the way that they're you know, facilities are designed. It's the same with small companies and individual companies. You know, what we put out there visually expresses who we are as people and as a company. And so, um, yeah, if anyone's interested in in learning more about that, they can send me an email. Susanna is amazing. You definitely need to reach out (laughs) to her. And if you're considering buying some new art, um, creating a new style, or even, you know, mm-hmm. as, as you mentioned, we that work from home, this is part of our personal brand. Our Absolutely. Incorporating art into it is a great way to enhance your personal brand, to, to demonstrate who you are, to kind of up-level as you will, as Absolutely. we're all living the Zoom life, right? We might as well have something yeah. beautiful behind us. Living the Zoom life and then anything that you put out in your marketing, you know, any like Instagram or even LinkedIn, you know, pictures that you put out there need to have, you know, they, they need to be presentable and artwork is a massively effective way of communicating your values and who you are. That's why companies invest millions and millions of dollars every year on very specific, very thoughtful pieces of art for their, for their offices. And it should be the same for small companies as well. I love that. So be mm-hmm. sure to check out Susanna's Instagram and website. And thank you again, Susanna. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I so appreciate what you've shared today because I know it's going to resonate with so many people and help so many of us, myself included, um, with our entrepreneurial journey. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a lot of fun. And for everybody here, thank you so much for joining us. And until the next episode, bye for now. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support this podcast, please hit subscribe, leave a rating and review, share it with others or post about it on social media. For show notes, links, to connect with guests and more, visit us at corporate-expat.com. And be sure to catch the next episode with more insights and inspiration to support your corporate expat experience. Bye for now.